Hey, 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 it's Pastor Mike. If you love what we do at Time of Grace, speaking biblical truth into everyday issues, then you are going to love the podcast, The Non-Microwave Truth, by my friend and brother in Jesus, C.L. Whiteside. C.L. is a high school educator and a coach who isn't afraid to take on tough topics, but always through the lens of God's Word. Just search for The Non-Microwave Truth wherever you get your favorite podcasts. At the end of the Bible book that he wrote, John has this interesting little statement that he throws in there. He says that he supposed that if he would write down everything that Jesus ever did and said, it would probably fill more than there are books in the entire world. Now that is an incredible thing to think about. Don't you wonder the other things that Jesus did? Well, of the things that we do have recorded that Jesus did, some of the most famous things are his miracles. So this week, we're going to talk about some of the most famous miracles that Jesus performed and think about, well, what do these mean for me today? So let's start with maybe the easiest one, one of the more famous ones. It's actually his first miracle, when Jesus turned water into wine. You can find that story in John chapter 2 if you want to read it sometime. So quick summary here. Jesus and his first four disciples go to a village in northern Israel called Cana. They go to a wedding reception. Well, when they arrive, Jesus' mother Mary tells them, well, there's no more wine. That might sound like no big deal, but understand in those cultural days, this was a big deal because wedding celebrations weren't just a few hours. They would last up to an entire week. This was a catastrophe, so to speak, for their celebration. So Jesus told some of the servants, to take these big six stone jars and to fill them with water, maybe about 120 to 180 gallons worth of water. So then they drew this water and they took it to the headmaster of the banquet. And, and sure enough, it was wine. And not just any wine, it was really, really good choice wine. This is an incredible thing to think about how Jesus would do this. And, and there's some very good take-home points that easily come to mind. First of all, God is so good in graciously providing for us. Again, this would have been sort of an embarrassment for the bride and groom and their families, maybe even a sign of poverty, to run out of wine at their own wedding celebration. And so not only did Jesus provide, but point two, pours open the floodgates of blessings, maybe some 750 bottles or so of wine, and and again, really, really good wine. But there's one more point that we really don't want to overlook with this miracle. And I'll say that a lot this week. There's a lot of things that Jesus has with the miracles that are very personal touches, very specific points that he is making. So as we read at the beginning of this chapter, we actually see that they went there on the third day, it says. Well, that might seem like an insignificant detail, but we have to understand Peter, Andrew, James, and John, this was their second day of being a disciple. They probably had all kinds of questions swirling like, what am I doing here? I dropped everything to follow Jesus. Is he even worth following? Well, sure enough, they go to this wedding and Jesus performs this miracle. And guess who knew about it? It wasn't the bride and groom. It wasn't all the people at the reception at the party. It was a few servants, his mother Mary, and Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And so the story concludes by saying this, this was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory 
and his disciples believed in him. You see, the specific point for his disciples and for us is that with this miracle, Jesus was just starting to open the door to reveal his glory and show who he really is, our almighty, powerful God. So come back this week as we talk about miracles and we see who our powerful Savior Jesus really is.